Well, hello again. Welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, very hardworking, 90s music loving wife and co-host, Michelle. <laughs> well, thank you, sweetie. And yes, loving those 90s songs. And hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, September 24th, 2023. Yes, we are back recording yes. and releasing on the very same day. And we <laughs> like it to do that that way. So hopefully you're enjoying it. I know we're not getting the episodes out maybe as early as we were before by a few hours, but I know. It, West Coast, East Coast issue. Yeah, it's still all good. Yeah. But anyway, we appreciate you joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter X. at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And something that we don't say very often, but uh, if you're interested in getting our weekly newsletter, you can subscribe to that at our website as well. Mm -hmm. Michelle does a great job with that newsletter. It's usually weekly. Every once in a while, we skip through a week because we're a little busy or whatever. But Michelle does a fantastic job of getting not only some information about our episodes out there, what we've done, what we have coming up, but also she gets some Disney stories of the mm -hmm. week in there. And there's all sorts of uh, links to some of these things that we've discussed in the past, our Spreadshirt shop, our Patreon, everything else right. in case you want to find an easy access to that as well. Right. And if we have, if there's like contests out there, we give you links to that and uh, some new stories that may be in addition to the ones that we talk about here on our episodes. Yeah, always lots, always packed with good information, but mostly packed with Michelle-ness, <laughs> which you know I don't will think that'll make it sell fantastic. It, <laughs> Definitely will. Definitely will. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know, we always like to, like to take a look back at the week that was because we are the Disney podcast of positivity. That means we like to focus on those highlights, those positive moments from the week that was. We call it my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, all things great in the world. You know, she does the best research. You've heard that before. She definitely has the best list. You're about to hear that mm. in a moment here. <laughs> she also almost always has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, my favorite thing from this week um, actually is something that came in the mail. Uh, and that is, I got, and I'm, I'm holding it up for you to see, because I don't know if you've seen this. I've held it off for this episode. But I got a new Conversations. Our good friends, Pat and Charles, have uh, spread Good friends. <laughs> have their own uh, t-shirt shop uh, with conversations. And this one, it's adorable. It's got a picture of Chewbacca at the steering wheel like Steamboat Willie. And it's called uh, Walt Disney's Chewbacca in Steamboat Wookie. <laughs> it is cute. It's an adorable shirt. Uh, definitely check out their shop uh, for all sorts of things. If you go to conversations.com, they have a Linktree account there that will lead you to wherever you need to go to find their stuff. They have lots of cool stuff, but that shirt is adorable. It is. And I'm just excited to get it. It's just so cute. And uh, I love it. 
Yeah, very good. So what about you, sweetie? My favorite thing from this week, and I, it seems like I'm a broken record about this after last week's episode, but I love this week's episode of Ahsoka mm-hmm. again. It was fantastic. Again, no spoilers here, but we got to see some beloved characters. Yeah. We've got some cool situations. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I love the last couple episodes. Right. I love the whole series so far, mm-hmm. but really, especially the last couple episodes of Ahsoka. Yeah. There are a few things in this one that actually made me like it maybe a little bit more than the fifth episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I'm up in the air. I need to watch them both again to decide yeah. on which one I liked more, but I liked both episodes for different reasons very much, but can't wait. We're, so we're six episodes in now, two more to go. Mm-hmm. So we're coming down to it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see how this series, or at least hope, hopefully there's a, it continues on to more than just one season, but whether it does, whether it doesn't, I'm interested to see how this season of Ahsoka wraps right. up. Right, exactly. Very good. Now, let's go ahead and move on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including, remember that amazing Disney animated short we told you about a couple of weeks ago? Well, we now know when you'll have the chance to check it out for yourself. <laughs> Get your tissues ready. You're going to need them for this one. (laughs) We have some new Disney Park representatives. We'll tell you who they are and what park they'll be representing. Mm. Mm -hmm. There are some new discounts coming for the Walt Disney World Resort for those of you who have Disney on your credit card or if you're a member or a resident of the Sunshine State, you'll want to hear about that. And a classic version of an attraction returns to Epcot. We're very excited about that as well. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our very 90s main topic of the week. Yes, so for this week's main topic, we got some kind of interesting news a week or so ago, and it continued a little bit on to this week that, you know, some kind of fantastic 90s groups were kind of making some headlines, and we were planning on doing this eventually, but we decided, hey, let's maybe move this up. Because, you know, about a month or so ago, we kind of did this experimental episode of trying to look at music from a certain decade that was hit music, but they weren't technically Disney songs. But mm-hmm. we thought maybe they, what if they could be? What songs would be fantastic Disney songs that are big hits that most everybody knows? So with this news of these 90s bands doing some fantastic things, we thought maybe we should go ahead and delve into our 90s hits we wish were Disney songs. Yeah. Again, it was a big experiment uh, that we got really good positive feedback on. And so... Yeah, let's try it again with 90s bands. Yeah, I think this will be a lot of fun. Again, I think this is a fun topic to just think about, you know, think about movies, attractions, whatever it is that is related in the Disney world. And think about songs from these these eras that, you know, although they're not Disney songs, might fit somewhere on an attraction, on a nighttime spectacular, in a movie that you love or whatever. Um, we think it's kind of a fun experiment and we're going to continue this on through some other decades. And I've even been thinking about if it continues to be successful, which it has so far, you've told us you really enjoy these, then maybe we start even delving them into more genres like, you know, yacht rock songs, <laughs> 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 Disney songs. 
hair metal song, band songs than we think we're Disney songs. We'll see what we continue on with, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, I think it's an interesting topic to think about. Yeah, yeah. Grunge Mickey. Yes, here it is. Hip hop Mickey. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think we'll have a lot of fun with that. So we're going to go down our top five list. My list is all over the board. I go for everything from super hard to very, very bubblegum on my list. <laughs> But you don't care about my list. You care about Michelle's list because you know she's going to have the best list. So let's get to our top five 90s hits we wish were Disney songs. Michelle, what is your number five? All right. So, you know, if you've listened to our list lately, I think I've been pretty good at sticking to five. Hmm. However, today, <laughs> oh boy, I have to say, I, I did have to stretch a little bit. So right off the bat, I do have a 5A and 5B. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, In Hyperion Adventures podcast right? fashion, yes. <laughs> so uh, starting with my 5A, it's uh, When You Believe by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. And I realized this song was actually used for another studio's animated film. However, the lyrics were written by Stephen Schwartz. And of course, we're familiar with him being on the Disney animated team of writing lyrics for films like Hunchback of Notre Dame and Pocahontas. So I thought, yeah, we, we you know, he brings that, that magic wherever he writes. But I thought it could easily fit into several Disney films because like the message of fighting past your fears and believing in miracles is there. But I also think it would be a great song to use in a Disney nighttime spectacular like Epcot or Fireworks over Disneyland's uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle, um, because it kind of reminds me of the spirit of Walt, you know, and as we've talked in our series, Walt had a lot of struggles and definitely failures, um, but his legacy is still strong with the successes he's achieved and how those successes actually translate into joy for so many people. So with that in mind, let's listen. Yeah, so I mean, I really like that song too, how it, it starts off, um, you know, just the two of them kind of singing, but it builds up and it has that big choir at the end and, and just seems like it would fit something like that into a Disney something, whether again, film or 
uh, into a nighttime spectacular. Yeah, it's tough to find two better voices than Whitney Houston <laughs> and Mariah Carey, by the way. Uh, you know, even though well, you, you could hear it a little bit there, Mariah Carey doing her little vocal gymnastics a little right. through that. But still, I mean, great voices. Uh, amazing song. I agree. The the thought behind it of when you believe is is very Disney, very right. much nighttime spectacular material for sure. So that seems like a pretty good choice to me, even though, like you said, it is a song from a different right. movie within a different studio, but I think it fits just the same. And we, we include Mr. Schwartz in with the Disney family go. anyway. There you go, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, and my 5B is uh, going to be Kiss from a Rose by Seal. There is so much a man can tell you, so much he can say. You remain my power, my pleasure, my pain. To me, you're like a grown addiction that I can't deny. Now, won't you tell me, is that healthy, baby? But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become a large and the light? That you shine can't be seen Baby, I can feel you to kiss from a rose on the green Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels, yeah Now that your rose is in bloom A light hits the gloom on the green Yes, I can So this one kind of, to me, reminds me of Beauty and the Beast. I mean, obviously, because it has a rose and a kiss um, concept to it. And not to replace any of the amazing songs already attached to that film. So maybe, again, nighttime spectacular scenes, projections on the castle of the of, um, Beauty and the Beast. And to me, it's just such a powerful masterpiece of a ballad that, you know, it just... I, I feel like it encompasses Disney. And, you know, fun fact, I know it was associated also with another film, Batman Forever, um, but it wasn't written for that film. Seal actually wrote that song back in 1988, not for any, attached to anything. And uh, it was more, he showed, he played that for a friend who eventually, you know, really made the ball rolling to say this needs to be recorded. So That is such a great song. I've right? loved that song for since it came out forever um uh this such a seal is such a fantastic vocalist and that is such a his styling of that song is just so beautiful and warm and wonderful i love that song very much and i'm glad it made a list here but yes again tied to another film from another studio again but the same thing it's a it's a great song and i yeah the the rose aspect of Mm -hmm. it i think totally fits in within beauty and the beast for sure yeah yeah so hope I didn't steal any of yours. No, you didn't. Right you away. didn't. Um, so I guess we're at your number Okay, five. well, okay. I told you that my list was going to have, you know, some really, really bubblegum moments <laughs> and some very, very hard moments. Well, I just want you to take a second because we're about to shift gears significantly from what <laughs> Michelle just gave you here. Buckle in because this is going to be an extremely extreme. Like you're not going to go much harder than this. 
Okay. okay. You're not. Mm. You're not. You're, you're, it's going to be hard yeah. to find something harder than this. But I think this is something that could fit into. And I, I tried to stay from, away from the cop out because there were a couple of songs I thought of. I'm like, oh, this would be easy. This would fit right into Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Mm-hmm. It seems like a cop out because, you know, music is so big right, in that right, shit. Yeah. And I do think that this could fit in as far as maybe like if they wanted to do like a Halloween overlay mm-hmm. to it or something like that. But I also think that this is a song that could work within Monsters, Inc. Like Mm. it could either be maybe Randall's theme or maybe if you wanted to do a montage of when they were the scarers were scary. Oh, uh okay. Listen to this song and think about that and think about if it would work for you. Okay, so like I said, you're not going to find much harder than that on either of our lists, for sure. But that is, of course, an inner Sandman from Metallica. But when you listen to those lyrics, don't you think that that could fit somewhere within a like a montage within Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, totally. But you know, it's funny. You say that, that it's really hard and everything, which it is. However, with that concept, and, I, and as it was playing, I was trying to imagine things like, you know, Randall in Monsters, Inc., etc. And I thought, it really doesn't sound like scary music it's not so dark that it's intimidating or anything like that it actually sounds kind of bumpy and yes, fun it is i mean of metallica songs let's be honest it is the more mellow it's the reason why it was a hit you know as opposed to some of the really really hard metallica stuff right um but yeah i, I think it would fit i yeah. mean to me it sounds interesting fun. yeah yeah that was a great pick honey but i think either way you know if they wanted to put it in cosmic rewind i think it'd be a lot of fun for something for halloween but um right i think monsters Inc. kind of yeah thing, so. totally totally so i didn't completely okay. cop out on that one no. just semi <laughs> not, at all, not at all that was awesome Very lo- i love it so that's my number five let's get back to the real list let's get to <laughs> michelle's number four son her number four 90s hit that she wishes was a Disney song. Okay, so my number four is Wonderwall by Oasis. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. I might not have considered this song, except that we've heard it again just the other night since we're re-watching Ted Lasso's again. series. Yeah, I think this is, what, the fourth time? <laughs> at least, yeah. at least. Uh, God, I love that series <laughs> and re-watching it. Um, I, I really noticed this time how the lyrics really tied in so well with Ted and Rebecca of that. But I digress. This is not about Ted Lasso. But um, the reason I like this song and thought it would be great with Disney is I think it's a great song for a montage of Captain America and Iron Man, like kind of at the end of Civil War, where the two of them are really struggling and realize, though, that they both need each other for success. And all the roads that lead you there were winding And all the lights that light the way are blue 
so I mean, it, it's definitely a song where you know you're seeing that uh, the relationship between whether it's it's friends, you know, or, or more than that, whatever. But that there's that need to rely on each other, and that we all at some point in our lives need saving. But and and the sound of it, even though it, there's some joyousness to it, there's still that kind of underlying sadness, you know, or, or like I said, struggle. And that's why I just thought I, I hear that. And all I can think of is um, Captain America and Iron Man, that they they really do love each other. Uh, and they, they were struggling with some some challenges at that moment, but they know they they do still need each other. I love that song. It's such a classic. Song. <laughs> I know. It is so it is so fun. Such a fun song. And I, I, I like the way you um, how you interpreted it into a piece of Disney and in, in Marvel. I, I do think that's interesting. And I like the, like that. And it totally makes sense. Yeah. So good job, Michelle. Did that surprise you there? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> I'm not that Wonderwall made this list because I think we both like that song, right. but that uh, the way you used it, yeah. um, like I said, the way you interpreted it, I think was very fascinating. Oh, so, thank you. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Oh, you're sweet. On All right, you're number four. My number four. Now, again, I told you, I'm going to go from very hard <laughs> to very bubblegum. This one, talking about a song that maybe really lacks a lot of substance, <laughs> this may be one of those. And again, I also wanted to stay away from the cop-outs. While I think this song would be another song that would be fantastic in Cosmic Rewind, I think it'd be a lot of fun to be there. I figured out another way that I thought it could be used. And I thought that maybe you could hear, oh, maybe Donald. Maybe Jose, maybe Panchito <laughs> mm. singing this song somewhere. I don't know if it's the Grand Fiesta Tour or some sort of short or whatever, but I think it would be a lot of fun if they did this one. Of course, La Vida Loca from Ricky Martin. <laughs> right? Again, I know, I realize it's just a fun song. <laughs> not a lot of substance there. But I just think it'd be, I just have a picture in my mind how hilarious it would be for Donald, Jose, and Panchito to be doing right. La Vida Loca. <laughs> I just think it'd be, it'd be classic. I love it. I love that you picked that. I actually contemplated that song too. Um, and, and now that you're saying that, it makes me think it, another way that would be hilarious would be with Goofy in, you know, like how to dance video. <laughs> Just what? be him all over the place. That's one crazy that. life right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and there used to be um, a song, Living La Vida Min Mini. Oh, I know. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny ha having that on, <laughs> on a CD in the 90s. I can confirm it. <laughs> <laughs> but love that choice. That's yeah. so cute. Thanks. So that was my number five, number four. So back to the real list, though. Let's get to Michelle's number three 90s hit that she wishes was a Disney song. 
Okay. I think when I did this list, I must have had like a lot of like deep, you know, feelings going through of, uh, of you know, people dealing with struggles or whatever. I was completely one. opposite. Everything from here on out is pretty much like <laughs> not very deep at all. No, I think my other ones aren't deep. <laughs> uh, but anyways, my number three is You Gotta Be by Desiree. And, uh, you know, it's a powerful song and it could be really applied to a lot of Disney heroes and heroines, um, you know, and so trying to narrow it down was a little difficult, but I ended up actually picking the song for Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, the whole issue of what people expect from you and the real you, you know, can be a difficult conflict to live with and, you know, in the Guardians of the Galaxy films, especially volumes two and three, Rocket was really transformed into realizing and opening up his heart and being more vulnerable and, and how that actually kind of helped help kind of wash away the dark days of his past. So with that in mind, let's listen to You Gotta Be. I mean, for Rocket, he was always trying to be, you know, hard and cool and tough and, you know, in control. And they served him well for a lot of things. But from his inner peace, I think it's, again, when he became vulnerable, when he started realizing letting people into his lives and the relationships, and although that also caused heartache, it also kind of you know, like I said, completed his, his transformation uh, of getting rid of some of that past dark time. I like that. Yeah. That, that's uh well, one, I love that song again, mm-hmm. another song, Michelle's picking some great songs that I love. <laughs> um, but I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it ties in. I get it where you, where you tied it in with rocket. I think it does work in that, that he's always had to, you know, fight his entire life, mm-hmm. you know, because look, he was, undone and remade right. and he was never meant to be the, what he was, but he had to always fight to kind of get through everything. Right. So, um, you gotta be stronger. Yeah. Um, I also see this, I, I think that would be another thing. And again, even the, sometimes the nighttime spectacular seem as a cop out to me as well, mm-hmm. but I do believe that that would be a fantastic song mm-hmm. sort of somewhere within a, a nighttime spectacular. Right. I could see yeah. the fireworks, um, over the castle or over, um, you know, world showcase, you know, as there, as that song is playing, right. you know, I, I, I could picture it totally. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think you could, you know, tie in a lot of, you know, especially heroines that have had to be a little bit 
more than what most people would expect of them. You know, I was thinking like Pocahontas and Mulan in particular, how they had to become something more than what they ever envisioned from themselves. Um, but how love actually helped them survive it. So. Nice. I like it. Well, great choice. You. Another great choice. Michelle always <laughs> has the best list. You're, you're doing pretty good, baby. You're doing really good. So I'm anxious to hear your number three. So my number three, I'm going to go with a one of the one of our favorite, arguably our favorite Pixar film of all time, and then go with Wally. Um, and you know, we love the characters of Wally and Eve. We love their love story or right. whatever. And I was going through these songs, and I was thinking about it when I heard this song, and I'm like, you know what? What is Wally always trying to do throughout the film? with Eve what is his main goal mm -hmm. when it's all said and done and then I heard this song I'm like yep there it is Hold My Hand yeah. by Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, they had so many great songs mm -hmm. in the 90s. Hootie and the Blowfish did. Darius Rucker's moved on and actually gone country. And he's had a very successful country career yeah. uh, currently as, as he's going on. But when I heard that song, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, all he wants to do is hold Eve's hand right. throughout it. You know, and then the, you add in that, you know, we'll take you to the promised land. I want to love you the best that I can. We'll right. make this world a better place. Yeah. You know, it was all kind of this spoke to what was kind of going on in Wally. So I yeah. thought it kind of fit really, really well. And I, again, I just love that song. Yeah, that that is really incredible how close that would fit with that, <laughs> that, that film. So love it. Love Thank it. you. Thank you. So that was my number three. Let's get back to the one everybody's going to love. Let's get back to Michelle's list. Michelle, what is your number two favorite 90s hit that you wish was a Disney song? All right. Well, once again, I have a 2A and a 2B. Oh, boy. I, I think they're equally great. And, and what I'm going to describe about them, they could be interchanged in either one. Um, but the first one, 2A, is Because of You, 98 Degrees.
So, yeah, again, this is a song that could go with a lot of different Disney films. Uh, Enchanted comes to mind with for me where the character um, Robert starts to realize that he's in love with Giselle. And I thought that would be a good match for that film. Perfect. I like it. I like All it a right. lot. Yeah. Uh, and con- considering we're in the boy band theme here, my 2A is uh, sync. A Little More Time on You. Never thought that love could feel like this And you changed my world with just one kiss and how can it be that right here with me There's an angel It's a miracle This song made me think of actually the time or the the film Tangled, where Eugene, a.k.a. Flynn Rider, uh, falls in love with her. And I, I could even see this song with the scene where the lanterns are going up and everything like that. It's just you could tell he felt transformed finding her and seeing how special she was and how she drew out of him the better things. I love it. Um, it totally makes sense. I love both those songs, and I think they both fit with what you're talking about, definitely with Tangled. Yeah. I could definitely see Eugene um, right. having that sentiment for sure. Oh, cool. Thank you, baby. So I guess we're at your number two. Well, I think for our number twos, we're definitely in sync. <laughs> Because this is definitely number two. This is definitely the boy band's <laughs> number. Funny. Because mine is also a boy band's. Not one of the ones you had. I oh. have a different boy band okay. for my number two. Funny thing about it is I also think that this, my song, fits perfectly with Tangled. <laughs> but from the other point of view, from Rapunzel oh. singing this to Eugene, a.k.a. Flynn Rider as well. This is from Backstreet Boys. I don't care.
So I could just see, yeah. you know, Rapunzel singing to Eugene slash <laughs> Flynn Rider. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. Right. I don't care what you did. Yeah. As long as you love me, we're good. Right. You know, right. And I could just, it totally fits to me. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, you're spot on with that choice. And I think it's hilarious that we <laughs> number both two put is the boy, boy bands, bands number, as our number yes, two. So that's hilarious. Funny. But, and that we both had one for Tangled. That's, yeah. That's yeah. funny too. But yeah, I love that. I think that is definitely capturing the sentiment and, you know, that, also that she's recognizing that when they're together, they're, they're not just a good match, but he's better. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. hundred percent. So that was my number two, but let's get back to it. The, you know, this is going to be the very best one because <laughs> it's know. the number one on the number one list. It's Michelle's number one. 90s hit that she wishes was a Disney song. Oh, you, you're building up probably way too much than it deserves. But um, my number one, uh, kind of going back to Mariah Carey, but also with Boys to Men, there is One Sweet Day. And this one, I'll just say, reminds me of Princess and the Frog. <laughs> You know, I think of Tiana and thinking about her father and how she still is drawing from his strength and his wisdom and his love. Um, and when I think of it that way and hear the song, I actually, you know, really get like goosebumps. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and apparently the boy band's bleeding over from number two to number one, <laughs> the little boys to men there. Yeah. Um, but combined with Mariah Carey, again, another fantastic song and right. very heartfelt well, and wonderful. You. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. So I'm really anxious to hear your number one. My number one, I think, is more funny than anything else. Um, it's One, it's a song that kind of had to make this list because it's it's so 90s to me. <laughs> okay. Um, but also, I just think it's funny to think about, like, what if Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs were in the middle of their film and singing this song to uh, Prince Charming. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. If you want to be my lover, you have got to give. Taking is too easy, but that's the way it is. If you want to be my lover, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to make it last forever. If 
wanna be my lover. So, of course, the Spice Girls <laughs> right? would want to be there. Again, classic 90s song. Spice Girls were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I just think it's, like I said, I just think it's hilarious to think of Snow White for, surrounded by the seven dwarfs right? singing, if you want to be my lover, <laughs> got to get with my friends. Yeah. So true. No, I love it. I would not have come up with that. I love your creativity in that, but it is really brilliant uh that you thought of that and i and i love that maybe a new live action uh, there snow is. white maybe they can add that there's a live action snow white coming out there, there, there you go I think there you, you, yeah you're welcome <laughs> awesome baby thank you thank you so those are our lists we did reach out to one of our good friends and listeners uh, jonathan in portland because jonathan if, if you've heard him on the show a few times and we've discussed this and if you follow him on social media, he goes by the the handle of at vinyl and Disney. Yeah, he's our music expert. He's a big Disney fan. He's a big music fan. He has a huge record collection. So we thought and he loves 90s music as well. So we thought we'd reach out to him to see what his list and also by the way. We want you all to please send out all your most positive thoughts his way yeah. because Jonathan texted us. I hope I hope you don't mind us telling everybody this, Jonathan, but he has made the final round for the second year yeah. in a row to possibly make the plan Disney panel. He has his interview coming up later this week. So please send your positive thoughts because yeah. he would be a phenomenal member he would be of the plan so Disney panel on that panel. Yeah, I totally agree with you. He would be definitely a Fabulous addition, but I'm, I'm anxious to hear his list. Yeah, so let's get to his list. He said, and I'm not going to play all his songs, but I do have a few here I want to play. Let me just start by saying that this list might leave folks scratching their heads more than any other list I've made, <laughs> but it makes sense to me and I'm going with it. So his number five is Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> He said it would fit for a goofy movie. Picture a long ways into the road trip and Max dreaming of making it to California. Oh, yeah. Perfect. You can see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, again, this this is another song that I, I feel like, you know, if you're going to talk about something that changed the 90s and music, I mean, this song is one of the ones you'll definitely point to. He says his number four song is Smells Like Teen Spirit from Nirvana. <laughs> Okay, I thought that Metallica might have been the hardest thing that was going to hit uh, the list today, but maybe Jonathan talked me there. It smells like Team Spirit. But again, talk about a the, the arguably the biggest song of mm -hmm. the '90s. Yeah. It definitely changed the shape of music. Right. 
uh, when that came out. Uh, he said that he thought it would fit within Descendants. He said it may be a little heavier than their soundtrack, but he thinks it works. Yeah, and, that you know. actually made my honorable mentions list. Um, I think I was thinking similarly of either um, Descendants or the zombie films. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I know they do a sort of a version of it. Um, I'm not sure if this is under the Disney umbrella now or not after they added Fox or I can't I'm not sure uh, but Moulin Rouge has a version of mm. kind of a combination of smells like teen spirit and there's another it's like a montage and I can't think of it right now um, but they, they kind of do an interesting yeah. take on that song oh, as well interesting. Uh, his number three and I'm so glad that the Foo Fighters have made this list because yes. we are big fans oh, yes. of the Foo's uh, so, and I was trying to figure out a way to put him in. I'm so glad Jonathan found a way to put them in. He thinks that this song would hit, would uh, fit perfectly with Hercules. Again, love the Foo Fighters, yes. and that is one of my favorite songs right. from the Foo Same. Fighters. Yes. So I, I'm so glad that that uh, made a list here. Yeah, and definitely like how he incorporated it with the concept of uh, Hercules. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. For sure. Uh, his number two song was Airbag by Radiohead, which actually I don't think is a song that I know, unfortunately. I apologize for that. But he said he thought it would work with Wally. -E. He said it seems odd at first, but trust me, it works. So. <laughs> All um, right. Check that out. And then his number one song was Tonight Tonight by Smashing Pumpkins. He says, Aladdin, think nighttime magic carpet ride. fits i can yeah, see that i can totally. see that i can see aladdin and jasmine sailing on the, yeah. the carpet i mean of course you know a whole new world you know gorgeous right. wonderful song totally makes sense but i could see that kind of in you know maybe a you know not the original ride but maybe another ride on the carpet after it's done or right. whatever i don't know I yeah no i like it actually kind of listening to it with that in mind i actually kind of thought of mulan also hmm, very interesting yeah maybe because of the the beat too yeah. as well. i like it 
Oh. Yeah, great list. Great Jonathan. list, and I'm glad uh, Jonathan brought a little bit more edginess yeah. <laughs> to our after some of our bubblegum <laughs> picks uh, that we went through. Perfect. So that's very good. Did you have any honorable mentions by anyone? Yeah, well, I mentioned one of them, but uh, I also had a couple of them. I had um, "I Don't Want to Fall in Love" by Jane Child. Uh, I thought this would be a a great one for Hercules and Meg, mm. where again Meg's trying to convince herself that it's a bad idea mm. to fall in love with Herc. Um, I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. That one I kind of like. I really wanted to fit that in I somewhere. Know. <laughs> it's a classic song. Um, kind of remind me a little bit of like John Smith talking to Pocahontas mm. maybe. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, What Can I Do by Coors. Um, I, would I, I, and it, this is the reason why I didn't make my list. I think if it was sung by a male, I, I could have seen it as Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, you know, where he's really suffering from the loss of Gamora not being in love with him because she's from a different timeline or whatever. Um, you know, it, it just really captures that yearning and frustration of having the hots for somebody that doesn't reciprocate and you know any of us as a teen can remember how crushing that was Mm -hmm. so um and the other one i had was my heart will go on by celine dion (laughs) that's tied a little bit to another movie right right (laughs) just a little bit (laughs) small piece uh and one other was hold on by wilson phillips i thought that would be a great song for elsa (laughs) (laughs) kind of like yeah i get it switch it up (laughs) I think uh, that that's, I mean, not really tied to, but that was kind of in Bridesmaids was, uh, <laughs> right. you know, a big part of that movie sure, as well. Sure. But, but um, anyways. Yeah, that's another great song for sure. What about um, you? Uh, I have a few here. Not, not actually not a lot. I have a couple. Um, uh, I really want, that's why you heard the, it coming into this segment, a little bit of the instrumental part of it, but I really wanted to try and hit all the small things by Blink-182. One, because mm-hmm. they're a great San Diego, right. Poway, San Diego band. Um, but I, I had a trouble figuring out where I could fit it to with a film other than doing the, the cop out of, I think it's a great song for cosmic rewind. I think that oh, yeah. you could easily mm-hmm. flip that right into cosmic rewind and be fantastic. So I just, that's why I, I pushed it off my list. Um, Foo Fighters, I thought learn to fly maybe for Peter Pan oh, might yeah. work. Um, I was trying to figure out a place for it, but I just couldn't quite find the right spot. So ended up in honorable mentions. Right. And I really wanted to, because this song, it hit number one or it hit the the top of the charts in the 90s, but technically it was released in 1989, so I couldn't put it in, but I really wanted to put Opposites Attract by Paula Abdul in there <laughs> and tie it to Elemental, right. you know, because I thought it was perfect yeah, for that. But exactly. because it was released in 89, even though it really was a hit in the 90s, right. um, it's it's an 80s song, so sure. I just couldn't put it in there, but uh, just a few songs. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, those are great. Thanks, cool, cool. thanks. We would love, 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 love. What did we miss? What songs are your favorite that you could tie to Disney? Yeah. Um, we would love to hear what you think. Please send them to us. Let us know your list. Let us know your individual songs, whatever you want. And we will we'll discuss them on an upcoming show. Um, and, you know, we may do these again. And uh, we're also, like I talked about, we're extending into other decades. I'm thinking maybe we're going to go back to the 70s, the next one. Really? Because I got to get my <laughs> ABBA on. You know me, I got to get my Bee Gees. I got to get my ABBA on. Be prepared for that, everybody. Um, 
but also into other genres. Like, you know, I was talking about hair bands right. or, you know, talking about maybe country or, you know, whatever, you right. know, eventually we're going to expand this out of decades and into genres of music, because I think this is a lot of fun and interesting to think about. So we want to hear your thoughts on it. What do you think? What do you like? What do you want to hear? And again, what songs did we miss? What songs would fit? What nineties hit do you wish would be Disney songs? So I know we missed a ton of stuff, but hopefully there's something out there that you like. But hopefully we hit enough of a broad base of 90s hits that, yeah. uh, you know, it kind of fits in and works for you. Right. Hope you enjoyed listening to some of those uh, audio clips. Too. Yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Now, before we get to the Disney stories of the week, you know, we got to talk about our great friend, Nate, with Main Street and more travel. Because let's face it, we all have trips we're thinking about taking in the very near future. Well, if you do, whether it be to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, or anywhere in the world beyond, let me tell you, Nate is the certified Disney vacation planner that you are going to want to get in contact with. Oh my gosh, for sure. You know, as we, you know, mention all the time, he really has firsthand knowledge of things so he can really help you plan customize a, a trip that is going to be the best for you answer your questions it's really concierge level planning that doesn't cost you anything high end it is high end stuff that he will help you out with answer all your questions he is there for you to make sure your trip wherever it may be be the best it possibly can be. And as Michelle mentioned, no extra cost to you. That's because either Disney or whatever other travel branch that he works through pays him for you. Your What you end up paying is exactly what you pay. If you did all that work yourself, only you can save that time and just relax and enjoy and let him set it all up for you. Right. And you know what? He may even be able to save you some money from you doing it alone because he is on top of all the deals and steals that are out there. Yeah. And there's never a guarantee. But let me tell you, if there's a discount out there, Nate will find it for you. So what you got to do is go to distripsandmore.com, fill out the form there and just contact him, talk to him, tell him what you want to do and let him get to work for you. Right. So as Tom mentioned, once you fill out that form, Nate will be back in touch with you to start that planning, but be sure to tell him that Tom and Michelle sent you. Yeah. Again, that's Nate with Main Street and more travel. All right, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I have a few for you this week. Not huge news, but still some interesting stories that I think you're going to like. I'm going to start with, remember that amazing Disney animated short we told you about a couple of weeks ago? Well, we now know when you'll have the chance to check it out for mm-hmm. yourself. And believe me, you are going to want to check it out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I hope we're not overselling. That's what I was actually thinking about. <laughs> I was like, I'm totally like, this is the greatest thing ever. Because right, it that, seemed that way to us. But, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and take into consideration we you know we were at a Disney event. It was a huge room filled with Disney fans and you know, so it kicked off the day. Right. There the, was a standing ovation for nearly 5 minutes afterwards. Right. right. So, know. I mean, we were in the ideal setting to view this uh for our in our first experience in viewing it. So it might not be the same for everybody, but it's and by the way, great. I think on one of the social media posts, I attached the trailer to it. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, don't watch the trailer because there's a couple scenes in there that 
they're like, why did you give away some of the best stuff? Oh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not terribly, they don't give away the whole short, but right. there's a couple of jokes and I'm like, oh, why did you give those jokes away? Uh, you know, it's always kind of that thing with some of these trailers. It's especially tough with a short. I mean, it's one thing to give away a few couple scenes in a two hour movie. But when we're talking about a 10 minute short, maybe even less than that, um, you're giving away a lot. So uh, I would suggest don't watch the trailer if you haven't already. Just watch the short when it comes out. Yeah, maybe we should delete that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, the, the social media post says, celebrate a century of stories with Once Upon a Studio, a new original short film premiering on ABC during the wonderful world of Disney Disney's 100th anniversary celebration on October 15th at 8 Eastern. I guess that'd be Pacific too. Uh, 7 yeah. Central or Mountain mm-hmm. Time. Um, so uh, knowing that, you know, that makes sense for it to be there. It's tied into the 100 years of Disney. Right. The 100th anniversary celebration totally makes sense for when it will air. Right. And it's the day before the actual mm-hmm. 100th anniversary. So it all makes sense of what, right. when and how. Yeah. Uh, no word if the short itself or even that entire uh, wonderful world of Disney episode will be on uh, Disney Plus, but I would imagine that either one, the other, or both uh, will be on Disney right. Plus very soon afterwards, if not the very yeah, next day. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah, sure. For sure. But again, don't want to, it's hard not to, we already oversold this short, Yeah. but it's amazing. We loved it very much. It made us laugh. It made us cry made us nostalgic, right? and it made us cheer. It is a fantastic short. Again, um, <laughs> I apologize if we're overselling it, but we absolutely love it and can't wait to watch it again. Right. So maybe for your experience, just expect, oh, it's going to be cute. It's just going to be okay. You know, you know, Tom and Michelle, they oversell everything. It's so right. positive. <laughs> they just oversell everything. Positivity so just, is just... It can't be that good. They're like the Ted Lasso of positivity. It's just <laughs> overwhelming. That's it. That's it. For sure. <laughs> Moving on, we have some new Disney Park representatives to tell you about. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said the new Walt Disney World ambassadors were named this week, and they are Serena Arvizu. I hope I got her name right. (laughs) And Shannon Smith Conrad. They were announced at Epcot this week while surrounded by hundreds of cast members, family, friends, and ambassador alumni, including the very first Disney World ambassador, Debbie Dane Brown. Wow, so yeah, impressive. congratulations yeah. to them. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, they, that's they're about to start a two-year stint as the new Walt Disney World ambassadors. Yeah, that's got to be the dream ideal journey to be on right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, and it was quite a journey for them. Both Serena and Shannon got their start with Disney as Disney College program participants. Serena worked as a hostess at the Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom while Shannon worked in attractions and transportation. They both fell in love with Disney on their programs and knew they had found their home. Serena and Shannon also participated in professional internships with the company. And Shannon is a recent Disney Aspire graduate. Now they get to embark on this exciting new journey with Disney together. That's great. So they have a full history of being with Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, they look like they'll be fantastic ambassadors for the for the parks, for right. the brand, for sure. Yeah. Super. Super duper. 
Uh, it's, it's just such great news. I love the Disney yeah. ambassadors. We got to see them all. Not, I don't know if we saw all of them, but many of them, if not all of them, at Destination yeah. D23, the last group of ambassadors. And they were all so fun and energetic and had right. just some, some really great things. And they were out in the crowds mingling yeah. and talking with people. Yeah. And they are really, really good ambassadors. Right, yeah, definitely made themselves available to For folks. For sure. Yeah. Very cool. Moving on, there are some new discounts coming to the Walt Disney World Resort for those of you that have Disney on your credit card or if you happen to be a resident of the Sunshine State, you'll want to hear about all of these because yes. things that might tie in for you. Uh, these came from emails we received this week because <laughs> we live in the Sunshine State and we have a Disney credit card. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Disney Visa credit card holders can enjoy up to 35% off exclusive savings for stays at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels when you use your Disney Visa card to book now. Rates will vary based on your resort, room type, and travel dates. Here's a bit of an example. You can save 35% off at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, 35% off at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, and 30% off of Disney's Art of Animation Resort. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's better than... Uh, we really... Because usually once it starts getting to the moderate level it drops down to like 15 or t maybe yeah. 20 percent. we'll talk about that in a moment too because with this other offer there's something similar going on with that gotcha. um they also have some other great rates they say on some other disney resort hotels so you're going to want to look into that if you're interested in staying someplace else or one of these resorts aren't available for you uh the offer is for stays between january 9th and march 24th of 2024 so be prepared for that so mm -hmm. if those are the dates you're looking at you want to know about it. Uh, also, you can save 30% on select rooms when you use your Disney Visa card to book a get getaway to Olani Resort mm. for travel most nights between January 6th and March 24th, 2024 as well. So nice. if you're thinking about Hawaii instead, yes. um, that's a pretty great discount as well. Right. Uh, as far as for Florida residents, you can purchase a four-day Disney weekday magic tickets for just $59 per day. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, the total price is $235 plus tax, or you can choose from specially priced two or three-day tickets. Uh, the three-day ticket is $215 plus tax, which is roughly $72 per day. And the two-day ticket is $195 plus tax, or $98 uh, per day. Um, those tickets are valid only Monday through Friday from October 2nd to December 22nd of 2023. So the weekday tickets, mm -hmm. so know that going in if you want to go on the weekend. Right. Sorry, you're out of luck with those. Um, but there are also, you can add on to it with a park hopper option if you want for $40 more per ticket plus tax. Or if you want to do the water parks or maybe play a little golf, miniature golf, uh, you can do the water park and sports option for $35 per ticket plus tax. And if you want to know what that's about, uh, you can visit one theme park per day, plus get a certain number of visits to a water park, golf course, or miniature golf course based on the length of your ticket. So if you're, uh, you buy the four day uh, ticket, you can visit the four parks and then also at some time before December 22nd, also visit the water parks, the golf, yeah. the miniature golf four times as well. So Very that's cool. pretty cool, yeah. yeah. And there's also the Park Hopper Plus option, which gives you the ability to do the Park Hopper plus the water and sports. Nice. For $55 more per ticket plus tax. Uh, also, if you're a Florida resident, you can save up to 30% on stays, uh, on most days, Sunday through Thursday nights from October 2nd to November 18th, 2023. And most nights from November 19th to December 9th, 2023, you can save... Um, 
up to, excuse me, those, those dates, you can save the 30% uh, on from December 10th to December 25th on most nights, you can save up to 35%. Now, of course, those discounts are based on, as we were discussing earlier, on your resort. Right. They range from um, possibly as low as 10%, mm-hmm. or, if you're staying at one of the value resorts, right. for example, uh, to up to that 35% if you're staying at the deluxe or the deluxe villas. Yeah, you know? well, very so, cool. But definitely something to look into if you're if you're thinking yeah. about a stay during that period, for sure, or right. if you already have a stay booked. Um, remember, just because you have a stay booked doesn't mean you can't go in and find those discounts. Right. You can go check them out yeah. or contact your travel agent or a you know uh, certified Disney vacation, vacation planner, planner like mm-hmm. our great friend Nate, uh, they will help you find the best discount right. for that stay you have coming up. Yeah, so those are cool offers. Yes, for sure. Uh, finally, a classic version of an attraction returns to Epcot. This just real quickly. Yes, Soarin' Over California <laughs> is back at the Walt Disney World Resort. It came back this week. People were excited. We're excited yes. when we're going to get the chance to check it out because we love Soarin' Over California. Yes, the smell of the orange groves, yep. the golf course, all that stuff. It's the king. Glad it's back. We love Soarin' Over yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's just a lot of nostalgia, obviously, with it, too. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, it's it's the best version. Yes. Nothing wrong with Soarin' Around the World. Right. And it, I get it. It fits more with Epcot, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Soarin' Over California fits more with... Disney California Adventure right. Park, but it's still the better version. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it is really. And that's, more, that's, right. that's, that's our, our opinion. opinion. Right. If you love Soaring Around the World better, that's all good. Right. Totally exactly. understand it. Exactly. Um, we love Soaring Over California yeah. very much. And this was the week that, um, or starting actually, maybe it was Thursday, Friday, the 22nd, whatever that day was, um, that a lot of the new things being offered as part of the Disney 100 celebration at Epcot were happening. A lot so of the food stands food and so forth. Food stands that actually are going to go till the end of the year. Nice. Uh, and then some meet and greets like with Mickey and Minnie and their platinum and just a lot of new things happening. Very good. Yeah. Awesome. Good stuff for sure. Lots of great stuff coming for the end of the year for the Disney 100. Right celebration but uh, just in general um so good oh you know i didn't even bring up the fact that during an sec report of this week disney apparently has planned to more than double mm-hmm. the amount of money they're going to be putting into the parks coming right. up for expansion um that means you know th- they've discussed a lot of stuff and you know it's a lot of talk right now but they're saying that they're they're look this is where we're making our money right now is the right. theme parks and so we're going to double down on that. Yes. And we're really going to be putting some great things out there. Nothing announced more than what we saw at Destination D23, but um, still good news that they're investing in the parks. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure a lot of what they talked about, um, some being blue sky things still, though, are incorporated in what those costs are going to be that they're how they're going to be improving on the park. So Yeah. And um, I guess Bob Iger or, or maybe it's Josh tomorrow. One of them mentioned, um, you know, things specifically like, you know, we love hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> we, we love frozen. We got to see more frozen in the right. theme parks. Uh, the Coco is something they want to explore mm-hmm. more in the theme parks. Right. Uh, I think those are both great things that, um, we are definitely huge fans of that. We yeah. would love to, I mean, frozen starting frozen. There's new frozen lands coming already to some of right. the Asian parks and coming eventually to Disneyland Paris. And there's a little bit of the stuff here at Walt Disney world. 
Um, we'd still love to see more personally. I think it's great stories. Um, It's fan favorites. Mm -hmm. Hashtag real men love frozen. You know that. (laughs) Um, I'd love to see more of that. Coco is very underserved. Right. Uh, I I really would love to see Coco more in the parks for sure. Definitely, yeah. So um, very good news. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, all things good in the world. You know she does the best (laughs) research. You heard that last week. You Mm. just heard she has the very best lists. One thing's for certain, she always has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're sweet. Well, my tip of the week has to do with, uh, especially right now with Epcot's, uh, and what the Epcot International Food and Wine uh, Festival going on. But the, as we mentioned, there's some new kiosks that are going to be going on through to the end of the year. And there's always fun food at Epcot. But um, sometimes you may want to bring some of that food or treats back to the room with you. I know you've heard us talk about that in the past, and we still love to do it. But to share some of our fails with you so you don't make the same mistake, understand that some of that food really doesn't transfer really well. Um, even if you have a great container, um, that, that Florida heat and humidity can really take its toll on. Even as we're moving into fall, happy fall, everybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so our suggestion is learning from, from our errors is, you know, maybe take a very tiny, like a soft-sided cooler and a couple chill packs, not loose ice, but chill packs so that you can, you know, you're buying the food just as before you're leaving the park, but you still need that extra cooling effort to, to keep it more, let's say solid or, yeah. you know, but just to have it in to arrive back to your room or your hotel in in a better shape to consume it. <laughs> good point. Yeah, we've had some not still tasty, but misshapen food when we got yes, home. Maybe yes. not as pretty as when you got found it at the park. It's like, oh, I thought I was going to use a fork, but okay, a spoon or a straw will work. <laughs> uh, Michelle's tips always uh, the best tip. Uh, my tips this week is just really quickly. I saw a video of someone complaining this week on social media. Shocker. I know uh, about (laughs) Epcot closing at 9 PM right after the fireworks and everybody was kind of being herded out and you could see, you know, the, the packed of people, you know, as they head towards the exit and questioning, why doesn't the park stay open for an hour longer after the fireworks? Well, I'm here to tell you in case you didn't know this, most of you do, but in case you didn't, I need to remind you that the shops stay open for an hour after what is called the official park closing. So if you don't want to be herded out in that group, right. you just want to take some time, relax, kind of just sit and, re- and you know check out the ambiance or whatever, or go do some shopping that maybe you could have put off till the end of the day. You can do that for an hour after the park right. closes and let the crowds thin out. You do not have to waddle out with everybody else wait for the monorail or the, the, the fairies right. or whatever it might be, you can take your time, relax, and still get another hour of park time. Right. I know that you know, what we've done at Epcot too is taking your time walking out, but also at um, Spaceship Earth, there's usually a photographer there still late at right. night who is taking some photos, of, you know, so if you have photo pass or whatever that you can do that or just really enjoy that that spectacular light show and now that they have the the new one for the the 100th anniversary it's makes it even more spectacular and so and don't forget 
if you don't want to watch the fireworks or whatever, as long as you're in line for the attraction before it actually hits that right, time of the closing, you still get to ride that attraction. Right. They go through that entire line to get out there. So you can do that too while the, the crowd's all heading out. You know, maybe you can hit that very last attraction as right. long as you're there before cl- the time that is the closing period or whenever they close that sure. actual attraction. Right. So. Good point. So you do not need to exit with everybody else if you don't want to. There are ways around that. And that's all I'm saying more than anything Right, else. exactly. So that's it for this week. Next week, well, we're going to take, you know, we took a step back in time with our main topic this week, looking at the 90s. And we're going to do a little bit of that next week, sort of. You know, back to the days when you needed a ticket book to ride attractions at the parks. We're going to discuss our favorite D-ticket rides, within the Disney parks next week. Now that's not the, t- you know, you know, the e-ticket rides, those are the top <laughs> tiers, right. those really big. It's that level just below that. And some people will say, oh, that's a D ride. That's a C ride. That's an E ride. Right. Then though it's kind of a judgment there, but we're going to discuss some of our favorite, what we consider D ticket rides. Right. Yeah. So they might be things that came after the, the ticket books were no longer used, but maybe what we feel is, might, if it was going to be awarded a ticket letter, it might not make it to the e-ticket ride, but it's still pretty decent for something you want to take advantage of and just kind of fun little ways to look at that. Yep. Uh, it'll be, yeah, again, and what do you think is it? I think that some people, as I was mentioning just a second ago, some people will see this ride as a D-ticket ride. Mm-hmm. Some people might see it as a B's ticket ride. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I think it's a fun thing. Another fun topic to think about. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you, your your perspectives too. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun for next week. As for this week's show, we appreciate that you joined us this week. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Hope the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We are on Twitter. <laughs> X. At Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in wearing any of the um, swag from Hyperion Adventures Podcast, we also have a spreadshirt shop. And it's not just t-shirts. There's a lot of other logo uh merchandise that you can get and there's we actually have multiple different type of logos that you can choose from so you may want to check that out check it out see if there's anything there that tickles your fancy or if you want to you know get a gift for a friend or yourself as we're getting towards the holiday season that christmas shopping season is starting to come up before you know it it'll be that time right and they do have sales from time to time too so check it out don't know who would want to give a gift of hyperion adventures podcast to everybody (laughs) but if you do we got the shop for you for sure Also, before we go, I want to mention one more thing. Uh, Congratulations to Jen Frank, Theme Park Thursday with Dillos Diz. Uh, They're about to hit their 300th episode this week. That's amazing. This is our 275th, technically, official episode. Um, 300 is an amazing number, and you're not going to find any better people out there in the Disney creator community than Jen and Frank. Yeah. They're very kind, wonderful people, and very knowledgeable people. Yeah. Um, so check them out check out that 300th episode we yeah. sent them a little note uh, to go along with it but check them out in general uh, week in and week out for a fantastic fantastic show exactly 
And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.